0: Welcome to my new show, The Dr. Jerry Fishkin Show. Well, I'm Dr. Jerry Fishkin. My goal is to bring the consulting room to your living room. Your feedback will help make this show a show not for me, but for you. So sit back, relax, and let's jump in. Hello. I'm Dr. Jerry Fishkin, and welcome to my show. It's a pleasure to be here with you again on TherapyCable.com. My goal is to bring you the most sought-after information and ideas trending today. A bit of my history, for those who don't know me, I hold a PhD in clinical and professional psychology, and I've been licensed as a psychotherapist since 1970. I'm the author of three books on occupational stress and burnout, And my new book, The Science of Shame and Its Treatment, was published last year by Parker's Brothers Publishers and distributed by the University of Chicago Press. Now, this book is now the winner of the prestigious Eric Hoffer and Forward Indies National Book Awards for Best Psychology Book of the Year. And I'm very, very pleased and thrilled to have that honor. Today's episode is on stress and burnout. A bit about that history. My introduction to stress and burnout came about quite by accident. In 1971, the chairman of the psychology department, where I was teaching at the time, asked if I would fill in for an ailing teacher at our local uh, police academy. The course he taught was called Applied Psychology for Law Enforcement. Now, I must admit, at that time, I knew nothing about law enforcement and especially applied psychology for cops. I didn't know what that was. So the original teacher never returned, and I accepted the assignment. And I wound up staying there for over seven years teaching that course. After each class, and often in private, recruits as well as seasoned officers often took me aside to talk about their issues, and frequently how they tried to cope with them, their issues, that is. What emerged was a sense of trust given me by the entire department, allowing me to spend weekends as a ride-along and observer. My experiences on the street, sometimes observing a major conflict and its emotionally charged aftermath on everyone involved, including me, gave me additional insight as to the stressors of their job and how they coped with it. Later, in my work with them, it became clear to me which ones would enjoy a productive retirement as compared to those who, whose addictions and stresses led to their early demise, including stress-related retirement. When I eventually went into full-time private clinical practice, the majority of my patient population for the first eight years were police officers and their families. Through the eyes of my patients, I began to see not only the emotional and physical manifestations of stress and burnout, but also aspects of their personality that predisposed them to stress effects in the first place. Now, in many of these cases, I discovered that it was not necessarily, and this is important, not necessarily the intensity or negative effects of their work per se that led to the breakdown or their inability to effectively cope with stress but rather their personality, coupled with occupational factors that predispose these individuals to burnout. The ways in which individuals manifest their stress symptoms is by no means accidental. I initially questioned why some became anxious to the point of nausea, while others became withdrawn, depressed, anorexic or bulimic, abusing alcohol or drugs by prescription or illicit, major marital issues including violence and spousal abuse, or they manifested symptoms of post-traumatic stress disorder, PTSD. Our empirical understanding of stress is attributed to the Canadian physiologist, the late Dr. Hans Selye, who termed the process of coping with, with stress the General Adaptation Syndrome, or GAS, he stated that there are three stages of stress, the alarm, resistance, and exhaustion stages. So the alarm, for instance, you see a bear in the woods, or on a Friday, you get a pink slip at work, or your wife tells you she wants to leave, or something worse. And how do you cope with that alarm? the resistance stage. You attempt to run away from the bear. You start drinking, you start acting out, you start doing things that ultimately don't help the situation. And the third thing Dr. Salier says is exhaustion. The third factor is exhaustion. You fall down, can't run anymore, you burn out, can't drink any more alcohol, can't have more sex, you can't do so much more because it's gonna lead to burnout. By definition, Stress is the effect of any demand made upon us that causes us to react. And the effects of stress are cumulative. Please be aware of that. The stress effects are cumulative, like radiation. We need a certain amount of stress to motivate us, to get us out of bed in the morning and deal with the demands of everyday life. On the other hand, too much stress is energy depleting When we are repeatedly exposed to a stressor, our natural response is to accommodate and deal with it using whatever coping methods or defenses we have learned over the years. Now, sometimes our actions prove to be counterproductive, leading to destructive or compulsive behaviors, such as excessive eating or frequent bingeing, substance abuse, including alcohol, drugs, and other chemicals, excessive use of power or authority, becoming heavy-handed, if you will, workaholism, trying to avoid your problem by flying into work. That would be like the resistance stage. And so you work and work and work, but it still doesn't reduce the stressor. In fact, it creates more of it. Compulsive spending, we call that, you know, retail therapy. It doesn't help. It only creates a bigger problem at the end of the month when those bills come in, and now you're really responsible for your acting out. Compulsive sexual activity, or the opposite, lack of sexual desire or drive. Sometimes folks engage in uh, compulsive sexual activity as a means of trying to bolster their ego. Again, this would be Uh, what we would call the resistance phase again, but it doesn't help. It really doesn't resolve the primary issue. Next one, hostility or emotional withdrawal, including spousal abuse and family violence. What I have seen with regard to hostility and emotional withdrawal, including this spousal abuse, is that often, Folks who are suffering from extreme stress need to act it out. And it's kind of like an overinflated inner tube. Uh, something is going to pop. And oftentimes, spousal abuse and family violence is the, is the answer for, for these uh, folks who act out. If left untreated, these symptoms will lead to increased frustration, anger, despair, demoralization, and ultimately depression and burnout. In a worse case scenario, attempted or completed suicide might result. And that would be a shame, that would be horrible. It is most important to note, however, that all of the stress in our life is not caused or precipitated by external events. In fact, most of us create our own stress by maintaining myths or unrealistic expectations of what we believe we can do or need for our lives. The term stress refers specifically to the alarm or activation state of alert. The term stressor refers to any signal triggering a response. And the term strain refers to the mental, emotional, and physical expenditure of energy required to cope with chronic stressors, whether external, internal, or a combination of both which in most cases is usually the situation. During the process of psychotherapy, after the symptoms of stress had abated, I began to see marked similarities among those that burned out entirely from their occupation versus those who had reached a significant degree of stress and did not burn out. Those that did not burn out were able to restructure their thoughts about themselves their role in the workplace, and especially commit to an honest appraisal or reevaluation of their needs and values. In almost all cases, though, victims of burnout were unable to return effectively or resume their profession or occupation. Burnout is both a process and a condition or state of being. It's not like an on and off switch. While some writers prefer to emphasize the process of burning out, others choose to focus on burned out as a separate entity or group of symptoms. Either way, the behavioral and emotional effects appear to be the same. Burnout is defined as mental, emotional, physical, and spiritual exhaustion operating on all of our subsystems. Some of the more profound Symptoms of burnout include exhaustion, which is a depletion of energy and drive. You just can't get out of bed. You're just so tired. Pervasive feelings of helplessness and hopelessness. Disbelief, like in grieving. This can't be happening to me. Depression and anxiety. What's going to become of me? You have to remember that with all those symptoms going on, the burnout victim is afraid that they're going to crumble and they don't know what's going to happen to them and they don't feel in control. Sleep disorders, and this is so common, feeling as tired upon awakening as you did when you went to sleep or tried to. And it's often accompanied by ruminating thoughts about work, home, family, personal fi- finances and other remnants of daily life, which become magnified at night. And I think that's because our resistance is so much lower at night that all those things begin to plague us. Also, low tolerance for frustration and ambiguity, including acute or chronic muscular tension. Individuals in burnout often feel like their head's in a vice and it's constantly being cranked tighter and tighter and tighter. So creative thinking goes out the window, they can't focus and everything becomes so stressful, coupled with anxiety about events that cannot be controlled. And that's typically because folks in burnout, people in burnout are thinking about the future and wondering what's going to happen and that creates what we call anticipatory anxiety. This follows susceptibility to illness, injury and chronic pain. Burnout lowers our autoimmune system's ability to fight off viruses and other sources of illness. We become sicker quicker in burnout. Difficulty or anxiety getting up to go to work. Some even experience nausea or gastrointestinal symptoms when leaving home to go to their their job. A total breakdown of communication with spouse and friends regarding your sense of despair or other feelings. There is also, as I said earlier, a resultant lack of energy or drive that further compounds the emotional distance between the burnout victim and their significant other. The inability to see alternatives to your present life situation or even how to make necessary uh, changes to turn this process around. As I said earlier, Burnout victims feel like their heads in a vice. There's no creative thinking. There's no production of alternatives. There's no creativity there. And then we find decreased productivity. Your work output starts to fall off and you feel terrible and others begin to notice it. Feeling like you're going to explode any minute, like an overinflated inner tube. In burnout, we become more isolated emotionally and socially from all others. In essence, we turn into a closed system. So, what is a closed system? I'll give you an example. A life in balance is like a well-functioning thermostat attached to your home heater. There is an active interchange with the physical environment. As the room or home gets colder, the thermostat Kicks in, bringing the temperature up to the preset or desired level. And then it shuts itself off so it knows when to turn itself off. Yet it's always active and waiting for environmental changes to occur. That's an open system. But as I said, burnout is like a closed system, it's the emotional and physical equivalent of a broken thermostat. That's what a closed system is. The heater kicks on. And the feedback loop continues to send the message that more and more and more heat is needed, despite the fact that the house has just burned down. That is a closed system. That is like burnout. Like a light bulb attached to a battery and left on indefinitely, eventually the battery will become exhausted or the bulb will burn out. Burnout can and often does have the same effect on our mind and body and can ultimately, as I said before, lead to death. Like being on a treadmill, the faster we attempt to go forward, the more backward we find ourselves. We become exhausted just trying to keep up. Now. Unless we take steps to minimize the impact of negative psychological and occupational factors leading to exhaustion and burnout, their cumulative effect can and often will result in a growing sense of career and life dissatisfaction and an overwhelming personal feeling of futility, despair, discouragement, and demoralization. You know, in life, we frequently push ourselves beyond all natural and healthy limits without much concern or realization of the psychological and physical consequences of our own actions. As a clinician, I have never had a patient in an intensive care unit say they should have worked a little harder. Burnout leaves us lost, empty, and fearful. In burnout, we lose compassion for ourselves and especially others. Burnout is more than depression as it is often mistaken for. It is ultimate demoralization. It is a slow, insidious process with pernicious effects on one's life and the family process as well. Everyone is affected by burnout. I wanna thank each of you for being here with me today and I look forward to seeing you on the next episode of my show which will discuss therapist burnout. I hope you will follow me on Twitter, Instagram, my Facebook page at drgeraldfishkin.com, or my email. And you can see it all right here on the screen. Remember, my show intends to be completely interactive with you, my viewers. So please let me know what you think. Any comments and questions used on the show, sent by you, will receive one of our good fish production mugs. So until next time, I'm Dr. Jerry Fishkin, wishing you love, hugs, and all my best. It's been a pleasure, folks. And this is my, this is my Cooper, for those who don't know him. He is the love of my life. He just had his 11th birthday a couple of days ago. So. We want him to be immortalized. Right, Poopies? Huh? Because he's pretty, pretty much the happiest little guy in the whole world. Huh? Poopies, Say hello. Say, Hi, everybody. I'm Cooper! And I love the Dr. Jerry Fishkin Show!